Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin, and I dropped in briefly because you already know. I gotta know. We're gonna talk about those inner issues because our soul must be made whole. Um, beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. How many of you know that we, our soul must be made whole in order for us to make God choices? And what causes our soul to be made whole? Hey, you already know. We have to renew our mind to the word of God. You already know. We're getting ready to dig in and we're getting ready to deal with these issues. How to be made how to be emotionally stable even when everything around you is unstable. We're going to learn how to do that. A lot of times we talk about it, but we're going to be about it. We're going to learn how to become emotionally stable even when everything around us is unstable. But first we're going to pray. Good morning, good morning, good morning again, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin. Uh, with biblical principles for inner healing. Dropping in again this morning to talk about learning to be emotionally stable. How do we become emotionally stable when everything around us is unstable? We're We're getting ready to pray. We're getting ready to pray. Father God, we just thank you for joining us again today, this day, for leading, guiding, and directing us, Father. For you said that if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, that we would be uh, filled. So I thank you, Father, for filling us. I thank you for filling us with all spiritual wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Jesus' name, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you guys for joining in. Um, you guys, please share, please share, please share. We're talking today about, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, live on my Facebook live page also. It's called Rap Time Martin, so you guys can join in. Join in live and um, see me there also. Um, but today we're going to be here just for a second, for a minute, for a moment. We're talking about being emotionally stable. How can we be emotionally stable? How can we be stable when everything around us is unstable? This is the question. This is the question. You know, we say a lot of things. We say you need to grow up. We say you need to get control of your emotions. But how do we do it? Well, Let's get in the word. Colossians 3 and 2. Colossians 3 and 2. The English Standard Version tells us to set our mind, our affections on things above and um, not things below. Or set our mind on things above which are eternal, not things below which are temporal. Things which are subject to change. So we can set our mind on the word of God how do we set our mind by meditating and focusing on what God said rather than on what we can see Um, being emotionally stable is a sign of maturity Uh, Proverbs tells us that a man without control over his own spirit is like a city without walls I mean you're just all over the place when we have no emotional stability So I like to ask the question because um, we know that on this podcast, it's called Arthur Pearlie Martin Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. So I like to go in and we got to deal with the root cause. We're going to have to deal with the real issue (laughs) to deal with the real cause, right? In in other words, we're going to have to ask ourselves the question, why? Where is this coming from? Uh, Why am I all over the place? um, It doesn't make me feel like this because... I'm not getting my own way. I, I, I did a video um, a few years ago that says, what's your why life? Uh, and I asked the question, are you still angry about someone's other people issues? Uh, okay, so when we don't allow God to control us, we try to control others. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I've got a podcast on Let Go of the Controls. If you get time, uh, click on that link. It's not about us trying to control people. It's about allowing the Lord to control us. And the way we release, uh, surrender ourselves to the Lord is by surrendering our will, our mind, our emotions, loving the Lord our God with all our heart, our mind, and our soul. Because when we love the Lord our God with all our heart, our mind, and our soul, that's all three parts of our being. I mean, if you know that the mind is going to do what the body tells it to. So um, are you angry about someone else's issues? Is it making you angry when you cannot control others? I have news for you. It's not about trying to control others, but it's about allowing God to control you. I'm telling you, when it makes you angry, when you can't control other people, that is definitely a control issue. And that's something that we really need to surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ because that will drive you crazy. Okay, that's what that device, that's a device of the devil. And that's what that's designed to do. I know we're thinking that if I could just make them change or if they would just stop doing this and if they would stop doing that, then things would be better. Let, let me say this to you. Um, you are the main subject of your own life story. I am the main subject of my own life story. Right? So I I, I am the project. It's about me getting in, in God's face, me getting in God's word, um, me surrendering my will to the Lord Jesus Christ, me surrendering my way to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Lord, here I am. Have your way in my life. Let your will be done in my life this day. No, this is not a gun vest. This is my workout finished working out this morning. This is not a, (laughs) this is what it is. So how do we become emotionally stable? Well, for one, we're going to have to let patience have its perfect work. How many of you know that the Bible tells us um, that tribulations work patience, right? Tribulations work patience and patience uh, produce character. So you cannot be a patient person with, I mean, a a mature person without being a patient person. Romans 5, 3, and 4 t- tells us uh, that tribulations work patience. So let patience have its good work, right? Because tribulations work patience, and patience produce character. So um, it don't feel good, but it is good. Tribulations don't feel good. Trouble don't feel good. But how many of you know that it's working some things together for our good? So it's so important that we allow patience. Patience or temperance is one of the fruits of the spirit. So we need to let patience have its work. So how do we let patience work? Don't jump out of the process. Don't jump out of the season. It, uh, James, I'm sorry, it's James, it's James 1, 4 through uh, 4. It says, but let patience, I'm sorry, it's James 1 and 4. But let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect or complete, mature, and entire, wanting nothing. Um, When we become anxious, we're not being patient. How many of you know that? But he said, if we'll let patience have its perfect work, we'll be entire, mature, in other words, wanting nothing. Because we cannot be content without patience. How many of you know that? Um, Contentment with godliness is great gain. We have to learn to be content in the state that we're in, understanding and realizing that where we are now is on our way to where we're going. So we have to let patience have its perfect work. Without patience, we cannot be emotionally stable because without patience, we're not going to be able to endure uh, tr- tests and trials. And when the winds and the waves and the storms of life come, our lives are going to fall apart. This is why he said we must be doers of the word and not hearers only. Because he says it's the wise man that builds his house on the rock, on the word. When your life is built, when you live your life according to the word of God, that is going to promote stability, emotionally stability. It's going to promote, it's going to let patience work and it's going to promote emotional stability. We can be emotionally stable even when everything around us is unstable if we our soul is anchored in the Lord, right? So tribulations don't feel good, but tribulations is good because tribulations is working something together 
for our good. So we must let patience have its perfect work so we can be mature, entire, complete, lacking, and wanting nothing. For tribulations work in patience, and patience produces character. Trouble works is going to work your patience. Tribulations work patience. It's going to develop patience. Trouble is going to produce patience. I, you say, well, how is this? How does trouble produce patience? Uh, for one, when you're going in, tr- in trouble, you can't do nothing but be patient because you, you can't do anything about it. If you're stuck in traffic, you're just stuck. There's no exit. You're stuck. So you're going to have to sit there, whether you like it or not, and you're going to have to let patience work. It doesn't matter how much you kick, scream, or whatever. You're going to have to learn how to wait. And when we allow patience to work, when you're patient, you're not anxious. When, right? So as we allow patience to work, it's going to cause us to act mature. Uh, the NLT version, Romans 5 and 3 says, We rejoice too when we run into troubles and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. We're going to have to have temperance or endurance. We're going to have to be long-suffering in order to be emotionally stable. In order to to be emotionally stable. King James says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Also, knowing that tribulations work patience. Romans 5 and 3. No, patience don't feel good, but patience is good because patience is producing the characteristics of Christ in our lives. Uh, Without patience, we cannot be emotionally stable. Isn't that what children are like, right? When a child wants something, they want it and they want it now. So you show me a person that throws tantrums and I'm going to show you a person that's spiritually, emotionally immature. We have to find out. And and it all comes from not getting what we want. Isn't that selfish? We can't be self-centered. We're going to have to be Christ-centered because our real life, for real, our real life is hid in Jesus Christ. That's why he says, set your affections on things above and not on things below. Because our real life is hid in Jesus Christ. Spiritually speaking, the real us is a spirit. And when we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But show me a person that's impatient and I'll show you a person that throws temper tantrums a person that punch holes in the wall, they're emotionally, they're not stable. So don't get with someone who's not emotionally stable because a person who's not emotionally stable, if they're not trying to gain control over their emotions, they're going to try to gain control over you. Because what the lie is, the lie that the devil is telling them is, if you can just make them do what you want, then things for you will be better. When in fact, that's not true. How many of you know that God never created people to control people. So if you being able to control them gives you peace, when you can't control them, you're just scattered and all over the place. But God never meant for people to be able to control other people. Right? I'm sorry, we're having some issues here on my Facebook live page. But God never meant for people to be able to control other people. So if you find yourself uh, being emotionally unstable, what you need to do is ask yourself, why am I so angry? Or why am I uh, uh, having a pity party? Or why, you know, we have to go to the deep, to the root of the co- uh, of the issue um, to dig up the seed. Because until we dig up the seed, we're going to continue to deal with the same issue. This is why Jesus cursed the fig tree at the root because he understood that the reason the fruit was bad was because uh, the root was bad and the root was bad because the seed was bad a good seed cannot bring forth evil fruit right and a good and an evil tree cannot bring forth good fruit why because when the seed is bad when the seed is bad i don't know why we're having technical difficulties here 
But when the seed is bad, the root is bad. And when the root is bad, the tree is bad. And when the tree is bad, the fruit's going to be bad. But it all started with the seed. This is why when you cut down, you know, we used to get our hedges trimmed. So, but then they'll be right back. I mean, why? Because we did not kill, we didn't deal with the root. We just, the outward manifestation, you know, um, anger is all outward manifestations of inward turmoil. So we're going to have to go on the inside. We're going to have to be willing to deal with the real issues in our lives um, in order to deal with the lies in our lives. And we're going to have to be willing to face that truth. The word of Col- um, Colossians tells us if, to confess our own faults one to another so that we could be healed, right? If we confess our own faults one to another, we can be healed. But in order to confess our own faults, we must be willing to admit our own issues. <laughs> and how many of you know that it takes humility to say, hey, I apologize. I was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have did that. It takes humility because you have to admit that you was wrong. And pride don't like to admit that they're wrong. Pride wants to blame someone else for their actions and reactions. And I talk about that in my book, Understand Our Own Issues and Other Issues. Um, the matter of fact, the first chapter is talking about the blame game, right? Are you playing the blame game? That's a question that we have to ask ourselves. Um, because as long as the devil can get you to blame someone else for your actions and reactions, You'll never see a need to change, right? Because it's always someone else's fault. They made me do this. They made me, well, the same way people can't make you do good is the same way people can't make you do evil. Um, Life is choices and we get to choose. God said, I set before you this day life and death, blessings and curses. And guess what? You get to choose what you want to do. You know, unless a person is demon possessed, we have control. Um, so if you find yourself, um, I remember I was talking to someone and, and, and it was like when things were good, they were up here. But then when things were bad, they were down here. And so um, I said to them, uh, if you want to get up, you need to get off their emotional roller coaster. You need to turn your tickets in and get off their emotional roller coaster because your highs and lows was based upon someone else's behavior. When God never said that, he told us to set our own mind, our own affections on things above, not which are eternal, not on things below, which are temporal, which is subject to change. And our confidence and faith is never to be in unstable um, in other people because like ourselves, people are not perfect <laughs> okay so um when you the way you can tell when you're on someone else's emotional roller coaster is that when things are good you're on you're, you're at a 10 and when things are bad you're you're at a zero you've, you've hit ground zero so get off their emotional roller coaster and uh set your mind on things above and not on things below Okay. People are not supposed to be able to control our emotions. The Holy Spirit wants us to be able to control our emotions. The Word of God will control our emotions if we will yield to it and do what it says. Okay, for example, the Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs 17, he says, A soft answer turns away wrath. Right? So instead of getting angry, instead of speaking an angry word, we can speak a soft word. Um, because the word of God works. You say, well, I try to, well, no, I'm telling you that the word of God works. Everything that we do uh, in word or deed, we have to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have to do it in faith. If the word of God is not working, then it's because it's not being released in faith. And it's not being done in faith. Because anything done outside of faith is sin. So just because you're saying the word, if the word is not working, I promise you, it's something on your end (laughs) because the work has already been finished. It's already been done. Um, It's never on God's end. And and also know this, um, that after you've done the will of God, you're going to have to wait on God. Um, The Bible says after we've done the will of God, we will have to wait on God. Because it's through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. After we've done the will of God, after you have suffered a little while, 
um, God's promise to us in Hebrews 10, 36 is, you need to, uh, let, let me read it here. Um, uh, Hebrews 10, 35-37. So do not throw away your confidence. It holds a great reward. Don't, don't throw away your faith. You need to persevere so that after you've done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he is coming. He who is coming will come and will not delay. Um, after you've done the will of God, you will have to wait on God. It's through faith and patience. It's by your patient endurance you will gain your soul. It's, through patient, uh, it's by your patience and endurance that you will gain your soul, that you will gain control over your emotions. Luke 21 and 19 tells us, he said, it's by your patient endurance that you will gain your soul. You cannot be emotionally stable without temperance. Patience, 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 patience. We must let patience have its perfect work. Um, when we become impatient with others, we forget how and how patient God has been and is with us. It says, in a patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. It's through faith and patience that we're going to inherit the promises of God. It's through faith and patience that we're going to inherit the promises of God. But you have need of patience, King James Version says, Hebrews 10, 36, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. You're going to have need of patience because after you've done the will of God, you're going to have to wait on God. You're going to have to wait for it to manifest. It's going to take patience. If we don't let patience have its perfect work, we're going to get into our emotions and we're going to abort the promise. Because when we get in our emotions, that's when we start saying things that's contrary to what God is saying. And we abort, we're going to abort the mission. We're going to abort the promise. And this is the fight. See, this is the fight. This is what the devil is coming for. He's coming to steal the word of God. Because if he can steal the word of God, he, he, uh, he can kill our faith, right? And he can destroy whatever it is that we're believing God for. He's going to destroy the house. He comes not but to steal, right? He's coming to steal the word, John 10, 10 destroy because if he can steal the word he's going to destroy our faith and to uh, still kill if he can steal the word he can kill he can kill the seed right and then he can destroy the promise he comes not but to steal kill and destroy john 10 10 jesus said i am the good shepherd john 10 and 10 and i come that you might have life and have life more abundantly but it's the thief who come and not but the steal he said he didn't miss the water Okay, remember God is strategic, so everything He says, He says on purpose, for purpose, and with His purpose in mind. So He's telling us the agenda of the devil. This is the mode of operation. This is why the devil is coming. He's coming to steal the word. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The uh, parable of the sword, Matthew 13, tells us immediately after the seed is sown, Satan comes to steal the word. Why? Because the word of God is our weapon. And when we don't know the word, we don't have a weapon. And when we don't know the word, we're not a threat against the enemy. Because it's like being in a war. It's like being in a war without the word. Are you in a war without the word? That's why the you, that's why uh, the the body sometimes it will really live living defeated lives because uh, we're in a war without the uh, without the word. The devil is not going to stand back and let you go through basic training. He don't fight fair. <laughs> so we're going to have to learn how to prepare in the midst of the battle. I think it was uh, the prophet Jeremiah. It says that they was building with one hand <laughs> while they were building the wall. Because, you know, the Lord told me to tear off. So they were building with one hand and then they was fighting with the other hand. But even in the midst of their building, they still had to use their weapon. And even in the midst of our trouble, even in the midst of our trials, even in the midst of the corona, even in the midst of whatever it is that we're going through, we're going to have to continue to say what God say. We cannot preach the gossip of the world. We got to continue to preach and say what the word of God say. We cannot be promoting the devil's agenda. As believers, ambassadors of Christ, 
Um, if, if, if you're, we're called to represent Jesus Christ, no matter what's going on around us. The just is called to live by what they believe and not by what they see. We should not be going around promoting anything other than the blood of Jesus and healing. By Jesus' stripes, you're already healed. Uh, coronavirus is not a death sentence. And I'm sorry, but I have to say this. Is it the virus that's killing the people or the ventilators? Because I know a lot of people who have caught the virus personally and have their immune system has brought them straight on through it. But I most, I'm telling you, everyone that I know or heard of that died, they died on the ventilators. It's just a thought. You need to pray, pray, pray into that. Next time, is it the virus or the ventilator? Because everybody I know that caught the virus survived. And when, when, when the devil comes, it's not that the weapon won't form, okay? It's not that, 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 that uh, the weapon is not going to form. He didn't say that. He said, but it won't prosper. But you can't add your faith to believe that if you get something, it's going to kill you. Because if you add your faith to that, it's going to be like Job said. The thing that I fear the most has come upon me. Don't allow your fears to activate your faith. We got to keep doubt out because the truth of the matter is we're really acting on what we believe. And I know a lot of times we don't want to admit that because um, pride intervenes. But I'm telling you, the only way to be delivered and set free is that we have to be able to admit it before we can quit it. And, and I know that you're sitting around thinking, well, my wife will quit acting like this and my husband will quit acting like this. No, it's not about that. You got your you're looking at the wrong somebody. You know, the word of God is like a mirror. And when we look in it, we should be able to see ourselves. You can you see yourself. The greatest deception is self-deception. The Bible says in Romans 12 and 1, you submit yourselves, your bodies, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. He's talking about me. He's talking about me presenting my own body as a living sacrifice. I need to surrender my way. Dead men can't sin. What do you mean by that? That when I'm, I, when we surrender our will for God's will and our way for God's way, that's that's saying flesh, that's what you're, I'm dead to you. You don't get to tell me what to say. You don't get to tell me what to do. If we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Isn't that what the word of God teaches us? That if we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, when we do what God wants us to do, it it causes us not to do what the devil wants us to do. Whoever we yield our members to, that's who we serve it to. This is why we keep repeating the same patterns is because we're not setting our mind we got to keep our mind stayed on him the bible tells us that they who keep their mind jesus said in this world we're gonna have tribulations but those who keep their mind stayed on me i will keep you in perfect peace just because the things around us is changing does not mean we have to change we have to be emotionally stable steadfast immovable and always abounding in the in the things of the lord we should never be preaching the media's message we should always be promoting the kingdom of god for the kingdom of god is at hand isn't that what we say lord let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and we christ did not just redeem us uh, for salvation but he redeemed us from the curse he redeemed us from sickness and disease you can't think that unless you take this shot or unless you did this or unless you do that that God can't heal you the devil is a liar the blood of Jesus still works Jesus Christ is still Lord and we need to get back to preaching the kingdom of God and we need to get back to preaching and teaching the word of God which says I'm not going to say what it, which, what it looked like it's not my job to confess the problem it's my job to confess the promise yes for myself I can say um, hey I was wrong please forgive me but I, we have to speak life not death we cannot as believers we should never be promoting the world's agenda we are called to be ministers or reconciliators. We're called to live Christ-like. 
as believers, we're not even supposed to be afraid to die. We're called to live Christ-like. The Bible says that the just is supposed to live by faith. There's no condemnation, but what I'm saying is, in order to be emotionally stable, we have to continue to keep our mind, set our affections on the things above. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are praiseworthy, think on these things. Think on these things. And when the enemy comes, because the weapon, he didn't say it wasn't formed. He said, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It's not that the weapon is not going to form. When the weapon comes, we use our weapon of the of warfare. What is our weapon? The word. When sickness and disease tries to come, we can we say what God say. And when we feel it coming on, when you feel the sniffles or you feel the whatever, because you can feel it. It's a spirit. You can feel it when it comes. You can feel when stuff come on you. You can feel when oppression comes on you. You can feel it. It covers you. It tries to cover you like a coat, like a black cloud. And when you feel it come on you, you begin to speak to it and say, um, fear you don't live here. By Jesus' uh, stripes, I'm healed. I've been redeemed from the curse, not just for salvation. But healing is my portion and healing is the children bread. And we need to pray over our loved ones, pray over our family members. Because the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. And Acts 16.31 says, If I believe, not only shall I be saved, but my children. And we cannot have faith in Psalms 91 if we don't have faith in the blood. Because it was because of the blood that the deaf angels had to go past those that believed. And it was because they believed that they put the blood over the doorpost. That was their works. They believed what, what, what was said and so what Moses told them, and so they did what he said, because we act on what we believe. You're acting on what we believe. We should be preaching the gospel. No mingled seed. You cannot mix the world with the word. God's word has got to be our absolute truth in order for us to be emotionally stable. What is your soul anchored in? Is it anchored in the world or is it anchored in the word? The storms are coming. But in order to be like that tree that's planted by the water that's not shall not be moved. You know that song that they sang, I shall not be moved. Uh, like the tree that's planted by the water. In order to be like that tree that's planted by the water, your soul is going to have to be anchored. And God's word is going to have to be his absolute truth. And we're going to have to make it up in our mind and in our heart that no matter what I'm going to do, Lord, what the word of God tells me to do. Is God's word your absolute truth? Do you believe it in your heart or do you just know the Bible verse? My challenge to you today is to continue to say what God said. There's no condemnation. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds. You have to pull down those mindset strongholds. Because we're, 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 where we're at because of our mindset. We got to continue to say what God says. What is the counsel of God concerning the situation, concerning the circumstance? What is your faith resting in? Do you really believe that by Jesus stripes we're healed? If that's what you believe, say what you believe. Nothing more, nothing less, because the devil needs our words. In the multitude of words, we're bound to see in Proverbs say. Just say what God says. The only thing that God has to watch over to perform is his own word, not our opinion. He's not, he's not watching over the word, the words of the world. He doesn't have to perform the world, the words of the world. He's called to perform his own word. What does the word of God say about sickness? What does the word of God say about disease? Um, find out what the counsel of God is concerning the situation and the issue. Set your affections on things above. If it's making you, I'm, 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 that was my subject, learning how to be emotionally stable. We set our mind on the word of God. We set our heart and we do what it say. That, that's anchoring our soul. It's the wise man that builds. Every time we do the word, we're building. That's the, you know, it's an action word. We have to do what it say. When you find the word, find the action verb. Because the verb is going to tell us what to do. 
A soft answer turns away wrath. So what's the verb? Give, you have to give the soft answer in order to turn away the wrath. But in everything that we do, we have to do it in faith. Whatever you do in word or deed, we do it as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. It has nothing to do with what we feel. Faith has nothing to do with what we feel. Faith is what we believe. It's not a feeling. It's what we believe about the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But fear comes by hearing. Doubt and unbelief comes by hearing and hearing the words of the world. And this is what the words of the words of the world is designed to do. It's designed to steal and kill and destroy our faith. The devil, if the devil can still kill and destroy our faith, he can still and kill our marriages. He can still and kill our children. He can still and kill us. <laughs> Guard that word. How do you do it? He's, the Bible teaches us. He said, guard your heart, for out of it flows everything you do. Right? Proverbs 4 and 23. If the Bible says, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. In other words, quit looking at it. If your hands cause you to steal, steal it. Cut it out. Cut it off. In other words, don't steal no more. Quit stealing. Cut it out. Stop doing it. So, but Proverbs 4 and 23, I think this, this proverb, uh, this is very, this is very detrimental in our lives. I wrote this entire book, Understanding Your Own Issues, off of Proverbs 4 and 23. You'll see it down here. Proverbs 4 and 23. Okay. That was a revelation that God gave me that delivered me and set me free. And now this is why I'm teaching you all the stuff that I, he taught me. How to be emotionally stable, how to uh, understand the process of change, learning how to forgive, uh, the effects of forgiveness, understanding other issues. And, and so you can understand your own, confessing our own faults, uh, the blame game. On my podcast, I talk about each and every one of these chapters. Uh, I've been doing it since April. Um, guys, thank you so much for your support. If you'd like to continue to support us, hit our support button on the podcast on anchor.fm. Arthur Pearlie Martin, Biblical Principles for um, Inner Healing. Um, Proverbs 4 and 23. And I'm, I'm almost finished here. Um, let's see. So how do you guard your heart? We say it all the time, right? Guard your heart. We know that scripture. Guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. One translation say guard your heart because out of it flows everything that you do. Uh, I like to say that the issues that are in our life is coming from what's inside. I'm trying to explain to you that they're not your problem. The devil is. Um, and what we need to do is allow the Holy Spirit to, to uh, change us. Uh, but my, I would say this. Don't get emotionally stable. Excuse me. Um, because when they're not emotionally stable... They can cause shipwreck in your life, especially if you're not spiritually mature. Okay. The Bible Proverbs say, put the one that's causing the uh, strife and the mocker out and the strife and the mocker will um, leave. Um, so, but overall, what I'm saying is, irregardless of what goes on around you, um, you have the greater one on the inside, but we have to yield our members. We have to do what the word of God say do. I mean, in order for it to work, right? NLT says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart, because it determines the course of your life. It's what's in us. Um, the issues that are in our lives is coming from what's inside. King James says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of it are the issues of life. The issues that are in our lives is coming from what's inside. And those outward manifestations is coming from our inward uh, inward issues. Those addictions is coming from our inward issues, and we have to find out what's the source. We're gonna have to go to the root. We're gonna uh, we're gonna have to go to the root. We're gonna have to find our why lie. And what do I mean when I say your why lie? It's the, your why lie is the lie that the devil is telling you to get you to do what he, what he, uh, what's not true. What lie is the devil telling you to convince you that the word of God is not true? And uh, that's how he's tricking us. He tricked Eve out of the truth, right? She said, I was deceived. The serpent tricked me. He, I was deceived. Deception is the greatest deception. And the devil is still doing the same thing. I don't know. Are you trying to numb yourself with the drugs? 
I don't know when we're going from one man to another man, a man did it so a man can undo it. The man that we need is Jesus Christ. People don't have the ability to heal other people. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And he has to go down on the inside to heal us. Our soul must really be whole. Um, As we begin to change our mindset, renew our mind to the word of God, our emotions will stabilize. Uh, if we do what the Word of God say do, we have to set our mind. We have to be do it, be intentional. We have to purposely set our mind on the Word of God. What does the Word of God say about whatever the issue is that the devil is using to cause you to be angry? Listen to this too. The Bible says, "Be angry, but sin not." So um, the fear, to, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Okay, so we should be angry about when an injustice has been committed. That should bother us. Uh, but sin not. Don't let the sun go down uh, upon your wrath. Um, angry meaning, you know, you hate the evil. You hate, we should hate evil. God hates evil. H-A-T-E, God hates evil. Why does God hate evil? There's seven things that he hates, the Bible tells us, okay, in Proverbs. But why does God hate evil? Because evil is opposite to who God is. God hates evil because the devil is evil. That's his, our adversary. And like God, we too should hate those things that are evil. We should hate those things that are evil in our lives. Um, now, don't hate ourselves, but begin to ask God, Lord, show me. I don't want to be like this. This is this does not represent who you are. And as an ambassador of Jesus Christ, as a minister reconciliator, as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're called to live Christ's life. But change is a process, so be patient with your process, in your process. So change comes by renewing our mind. Be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12 and 2, right? So we have to get in the Word of God to change to change our behavior. We have to change our thing. To change where we at, we have to change our mindset. Jesus tells us in uh, Matthew 15, 18, but the, but the things that come out of the mouth comes from the heart. And these things is defiles a man. It's not what goes in, in the heart, that dev- in the mouth that defiles a man, but it's what comes out of the mouth. Because it's out of the abundance of a man's own heart that his mouth is speaking. So I like to say, if you want to know what's in you, listen to what's coming out of you. So how do we change that? By renewing our mind. Guarding your heart. For out of it flows everything you do. So how do we guard our heart? I'm getting ready to end it here. Proverbs 4.23. How do you guard your heart? Well, let's see. Because how many of you know that uh, it's not enough just to tell people what to do. We have to actually tell, teach people how not to do whatever it is. We're telling them what not to do. Okay, so Proverbs 4.23, let's look at it. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. What's in you is what's guiding you. It's our thought life. Guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of your life. Proverbs says, as a man's face, as water reflects a man's face, so does his heart reflect his life. We're living from the inside out, really we are. It's what's in us. What's in us is coming out of us. What's in us is being expressed through us by what's in us. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The heart is a very vital. I'm not talking about the physical heart. I'm talking about the spirit. Um, don't lose sight. Okay, so let's let's go on and say this. I think I want to go higher than Proverbs 4, 23. I'm, I'm running out of time. It says, uh, let's go to 18. It says, the way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. He says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. He's talking about his words. Don't lose sight of them. This is Proverbs 4. Uh, we're on 21. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. Let the word of God penetrate, meditate on the word of God. Because if we meditate, we will do. Even the world knows this. This is why they call it premeditated murder. Because what they're saying is, you thought about it before you did it. So if you meditate on the word of God, eventually you will do the word of God. Meditate. Let them penetrate 
deep into your heart. Verse 22, Proverbs 4, 22. For they will bring life to those who find them and healing to your whole entire body. The word of God will bring healing to your entire body. Meditate. Take the word of God like medication. It is healing to your body. The word of God, the scriptures, healing scripture prescriptions. The word of God is healing. It will bring healing to your body. Meditate. If you meditate on the word day and night, it will manifest. It has to. I'm telling you, God has to do what he says. But our part is to make sure that our faith is in God alone. We can't have faith in this and faith in that too. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, James say, because he has a divided loyalty. Your loyalty cannot be to the world and to the word. God's word has got to be our absolute truth. We have to release it and we have to believe it by faith. There cannot be a plan B. His word, your word, Lord, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So to be emotionally stable, we're going to have to hide the word of God in our heart. Set your affections on things above. Set your mind, set your thoughts, set your will, set your emotions on the word of God, the will of God, and the way of God. He says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Okay, 22, for they will bring life, Proverbs 4, 22. For they will bring life to those who find them and heal into their whole body. 23, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Above all, avoid, this is how we guard our heart. We're finna get into this, right? So how do we guard our heart? Verse 24, Proverbs 4, 24 tells us, he said, avoid, by avoiding all perverse speech, he says to stay away from corrupt speech. So one way we guard our heart is by staying away. We have to pay attention to what we're listening to. Because what you're listening to, if you sit up in the mall, if you, if you, uh, how can two walk together except they both agree? So if you sit up there and you're listening to stuff and you're coming into agreement with it, you're going, it's going to become, it's going to determine your course of life. So you have to change the people that you're hanging with. You have to change what you're listening to. You have to change what you're listening to. You have to avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech, gossiping, backbiting. You say, well, I'm not doing it. Yeah, but if you sit around it, how can two walk together except they both agree? To come to fellowship with a gossiper, you have to be in agreement with the gossiper. And you think because you're not saying anything, then that's not you. But the fact that you're not saying anything... It means that you're in agreement with it too, because saying nothing is saying something. And I think that's what we fail to realize. The fact that you're sitting around it. I remember one time I had to correct these old elders because we were, it was, uh, church service had ended and I was sitting up fellowship and they began to talk about someone. And the Holy Spirit in me began to co- rebuke and correct them. Why? Because you, me sitting there listening to it and not saying anything makes me just as guilty. He said, avoid perverse speech. Uh, 425 says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you, right? We need to fix our focus. So we need to pay attention to what we're listening to. Pay attention to uh, avoid being around people who speak in negative talk because that's going to kill your faith. Uh, You might have to turn off that media, turn off that world news. People say, well, I need to watch it so I can know what's going on. No, if you spend time in the word of God, only thing the world is predicting is telling you is what the word of God has already said. We need to spend time in that word because if you'll spend time in the word of God, the gifts will begin to operate. And when you hear the world speak, you'll say, oh, he's lying. The word of God, the Holy Spirit will give you a word of knowledge and say, he's standing, he's sitting there and telling a flat face lie. The gifts operate through and by the word of God. If you'll spend time in the word, if you'll folk, if you'll spend time focusing on the truth, you will recognize a lie. I heard Marilyn Hickey was telling a story about one time she interviewed a, a counterfeiter and she said to him, I bet you spend a lot of time studying fake money. He said, uh-uh. He said, I studied what's real. And what by me knowing what's real, I instantly recognized what's false. So quit spending so much. We spend so much time. We might, we'll watch an hour. Or, I'm not... 
People watch an hour of world news and won't spend no time in God's news. So which one do you think you're going to have more faith for? Now, this is why we're going around and we're preaching. We're preaching the virus instead of instead of Christ, instead of healing, instead of redemption, instead of the blood of Jesus. Just because you got the virus, no one ever said it wasn't real. God didn't say that the weapon wasn't formed, wouldn't form. He said it won't prosper. Yes, the devil is real, but God is too. And God is greater. Goliath is real. Goliath was real, but David understood and knew that his God was greater. Do you real? Do you believe that you got the greater one on the inside of you? David said, you come with me with a shield and a sword, but I come at you with it in the name of the Lord. Nothing or no one can stand against the counsel of God, the wisdom of God. No, nothing or no one can stand against God. For if God be for us, who can stand? Nothing, nothing. Greater is he that's within us. Do you know what that means? That means that the spirit of God is born again believers. Your, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That means that the spirit of God that lives on the inside of you is greater than that spirit of the Antichrist that speaks and teach contrary to what the word of God says. It has not been appointed unto you to die before your time. No condemnation. I just hate evil. I don't hate people, but I hate evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil because when you hate evil, you will. we will do what God say do. When we don't hate evil, we will continue to do evil. There's no condemnation. We have to spend time in the word of God, renewing our mind. We have to get a love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ because when we love people, we want to satisfy them, right? So the more we fall in love with the Lord, we have to spend time in the word. There's no way around it because God and his word is one. We cannot substitute our personal time with the Lord through YouTube videos, Facebook lives or nothing. You're actually going to have to get in the word of God and spend time with yourself. You you didn't get to know your spouse, your husband, your children through us through secondhand means. Don't get me wrong because it's all needed. Every joint supplies a need. But what I'm saying is... Nothing can take the place of your own personal um, time that you spend with the Lord Jesus Christ in the word of God. God and his word is one. So when we don't have time for the word, we don't have time for God. When we have more time for the world news than the good news, then we're going to have more faith for the world news than for God's news. And then we're going to be going around preaching the world news and not the good news. I don't have time for that. We have to be careful of the people that we're listening to. Yes, I'm talking about media. The corrupt speech. If it's contrary to what God is saying, it may be a fact, but it's not the truth. Don't confuse the two. And then, too, sometimes they're not facts. That's why you, we don't need to even watch the world news without a discerning spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will let you know that's a lie. They're not telling the truth. Okay, so 425 says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. What is your eyes looking at? We have to fix our focus, set our mind on things above. What does the word, if you're feeling hopeless, it's because you're faithless. There's no condemnation because that's a problem we can fix, right? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So to fix the faithless problem, if you're having problems in your marriage, read what the word of God say about marriage, okay? God is not selfish. It's not just about your eating all the word of God and he's giving you all the revelation knowledge and you're not sharing it with someone else. That's not what this is. Um, as we, When we hear the word, we have to do the word. If we don't do the word, we're, it's not going to manifest in our lives. We're just, he said, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. So when we hear this word today, um, find out what the verbs are. Look for the word so we can do the word. We have to spend time in the word. We got to keep our, avoid the things, the evil things that we uh, hear. We got to uh, look, fix our eyes, look straight ahead on what lies before us. The word of God. What is the promises of God saying to us? 26 says, mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. You got to change the places that you go. You, you got to be careful. Uh, the People, places, and things. You got to change the places that you go. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Keep your feet from evil. Don't go to evil places. Quit hanging around those evil people. 
You have to change people, places, and things because this is how we guard our heart. Guard your heart, for out of it flows. Avoid perverse speech. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead. Keep be careful of what you're looking at. Be careful of what you're hearing. Guard your guard your ears. Guard your ear gate. Be careful what you're hearing. Guard your eye gate. Be careful what you're seeing. Guard your feet. Be careful where you're going. You gotta change the pay, play, places, people, and things. Okay. And then 27 says, don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet away, or your feet from following evil. Don't get distracted. I'm almost out of time here. But don't be distracted by the evil things around you. The devil wants to distract us so he can get us off track. Stay away from evil. You can't hang out with those people you used to hang out with if you're trying to change your way of living and changing your way of thinking. You can't go to some of the places you used to go if you're trying to change your way of thinking and change your way of think, uh, of living. We have to come out of, from among them and be ye separate and touch not the unclean things. Right? So the way we, that's how we guard our heart, by watching what we hear, paying attention to pay attention to what you hear, by watching, paying attention to what you see. Be careful of the things that you're looking at on television. Be careful of the things you're listening to on television. Not just television, but people around you. When you're calling people, what are they saying? Are they preaching, talking about the gospel? Or if they are, what are they saying? Faith comes by hearing, remember? And hearing the word of God. So we have to guard our heart. We have to be careful of the things that we allow to go into us. How many of you know to fellowship with something, you have to come into agreement with it? How can two walk together except they both agree? So when you're walking in fellowship with evil, then the devil has a place to come in because you're walking in agreement with it. You say, well, I just sat there and didn't say nothing. Well, then not saying nothing is saying something. You're walking in agreement with it. You cannot fellowship with somebody unless you're walking in agreement with them. This is why the Proverbs say, don't even rebuke a mocker lest they turn and hate you. If you stand for truth and this person stands for evil, light and darkness ain't going to have no fellowship. But when people are open to the truth, they will listen to the truth and they won't turn and hate you. Remember, they wanted to stone Jesus, not because of anything that he did, but because of the words that he said. He went about doing nothing but good, healing the blind, casting out devils, letting set no press free. But the evil was inside of them. It wasn't in him. It was inside of them. And what was inside of them was coming out of them because they were offensive because the truth was not in them. They did not want the truth because they was full of pride. We don't want the truth. It's because we too, like them, are full of pride. There's no condemnation. We're going to pray. Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us today. Father, we thank you for helping, for showing us how to guard our heart, Father. You told us to guard our heart because out of it flows everything that we do. Thank you for showing us how to guard our heart from Proverbs 4, 23, um, the 26, 27. Father, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. Guys, thank you so much for joining in. If you want to hear it again, I'll be on my podcast. I'm going to share it here on my Facebook page here in just a minute. Um, but we can guard our emotions by guarding our heart. We can control our emotions by controlling our heart. We control our emotions by allowing patience to have its uh, perfect work. Practice patience today. Get in the longest line you can find and sit there and let that flesh scream. A patient person is a mature person because an impatient person is like a child. So the next time you start to have a temper tantrum, start yelling, screaming, throwing stuff, punching stuff, just look, just remind yourself, I'm not being patient. I'm allowing my emotions to rule me instead of me ruling my emotions. Who's ruling you? We're supposed to be spirit-led, not emotionally-led. It doesn't matter how much of the word we hear, how much preaching, teaching we hear. Unless we act on what we hear, unless we act on the word of God, it's not going to change our lives. It's the doer of the word that's blessed, not the hearer only. My prayer is, Father, that you fill us with all spiritual wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Um, You bring your word back to our remembrance. We will be quick to hear and slow to speak, quick to hear and slow to act, quick to hear and slow to respond. Um, Father God, help us to think your thoughts as we spend time in this word today. Bring your word back to our remembrance. Father God, we hunger and thirst for righteousness. And we thank you for changing us. We thank you for filling us. In Jesus' name, if you guys like to uh, support our disaster relief fund for our, um, Louisiana, we're going to go, I don't know, probably around the first of the year. Um, feel free, so, Pearly, P-E-A-R-L-I-E, J. Martin. Visit our website, 
W-E-E-Care, We Care, 1966.us and donate to us there. You guys be so blessed, be encouraged, get off the other person's emotional roller coaster, and you set your affection, your mind on God of love and the peace of God which passes all understanding. It will cover your heart and your mind as you make your prayer and supplication known unto God. I'm ending it here. You guys press share. Be blessed, be encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day. Thanks to God's goodness all throughout your day.